0: Welcome to the Jam Session Radio Hour. I'm your host, John Landis. Thanks very much for being with us. Tonight, we bring you the second of a two-part series of, inter- of an interview that we did in uh, mid-January with Randy Randy Hudson, a wonderful member of our local you know, musical community. Randy has played so much, mostly in bands out here, not necessarily jazz, but some. And he's had a career in jazz. He's got some great jazz stories in his repertoire, as he tells us in these two interviews. Out here in the East End, he's played with mostly rock bands. Mostly um, he's known with uh, The Complete Unknowns, Michael Weisskopf, and his um, tribute band to uh, Dylan. Wonderful band. Um, He's played with Mama Lee uh, and uh, Mama Lee and Rose with Nancy Atlas, the Nancy Atlas Project with uh, Black and Sparrow. And pretty much everybody who plays out here And thank you to all those musicians who do Because we appreciate it so much Most recently he's playing with uh, Claes Brandahl And uh, uh, Fred Guild And Eric Shugrin And um, a fusion band called Elegant People um, And I should tell you that coming up uh, Hopefully soon series of jam sessions will be back At the uh, Masonic Temple Which is above the Whaling Museum In Sag Harbor On, uh, on uh, Main Street and uh, those are going to be great gigs, and we'll tell you more about them as they come up. Hopefully we'll have time. But they're going to be on a regular evening, and it's a really, a really interesting venue uh, to see music. Great sound. So let's get off to uh, uh, the second of, of, uh, second part of an interview this evening with Randy Hudson.
1: It's very funny because Mike Rosinski who's, who's a... a uh, a, he plays out here. He he runs an open mic um, over in Sag Harbor. I I'm, I'm trying to remember the name of the place on Noriak Road over yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um,
1: uh, MJ. Oh yeah, MJ Dallings. 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 Yes, yeah. you got it. Uh, so um, Mike is a pilot, and and uh, you know Glenn was they were standing side by side waiting to go on for, at this open mic. Right. And Glenn said, "I'm so nervous," and Mike turned to him and he said, be we fly planes. We have to land these planes What's, and with people in them and safety. He says, why should... And Mike, Littances. Littances. <laughs> You're right. So that changed his really? whole attitude. And from there, he really went headlong and he did no, a beautiful it, record really? at, at Monk. He did a beautiful record what at What a Monk. wonderful... St-
0: What's the yeah. name of that record? Do you remember? Did, uh, what it's you guys called,
1: called... It's called um, uh, Second Act Scene One.
0: Second Act, Scene One. Yeah, and they were. He was and working. It's a Glenn fight record. Glenn or? fight, yes. Yeah. And when
1: he 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 was almost done, I guess, when he passed. Um. Uh, working on Scene Two, which was all originals. Oh. So he didn't he didn't finish it yet. It's not, not finished. A great story. But but Cliff, I think Andy. Cliff and Cynthia, once the pandemic's right over, I think we will probably take up that record and try uh-huh. to finish that record. For okay. Him, so.
0: Do you have a relationship with a studio in the city where you do something similar to you? What, what you do with Cynthia out here now in your, in your life where you are play regularly? Uh, not regular. Well, I have a studio. I have my
1: own studio. Yeah. Yeah. I have a, uh, in Dumbo. Um, Mm -hmm. so I, you know, it's a full, it's a thousand square feet in the the basement of a, of a kind of a music building in Dumbo, right by the Manhattan bridge. And, uh. So that's where I do most of my work um, on there. But I, I occasionally go into and get calls to do studio. But since pandemic, though, has happened, is a lot of it's been done remotely. You know, just if somebody sends tracks and, you know, we just... You know, send tracks back. Right, right. So it's not it's not the same as being in the same right. room.
0: And what's been your relationship with the jam session, which uh, hasn't been in full force during the pandemic, but certainly had a life at Bay Burger before yeah. that, and now has uh, continued, but also has kind of morphed to some extent because Clayus is the drummer. For the jam session and the musical director of the jam session, musical director of this program, but also has this band now, Elegant People, which is a fusion band, which you're playing with.
1: Yes, uh, it was. It was a. It started as a COVID project. So we're renovating a house. We're kind of in the final phases of it now. But it, last um, summer and last winter, um, I started playing at the house because the house was kind of open. It's an upside down house, um, twenty feet by. Forty-five feet wide, nice fourteen-foot-high ceilings, um, and uh, it was a great place to be able to wear a mask and stand ten feet, twelve feet away from somebody, and still play music. So I had a full drum kit set up there: Hammond B three, have a Fender Rhodes that's you know nice in in nice condition, um, and I invited Fred over. And um, this originally, friend- Fred Guild. Mm-hmm.
0: Who is uh, playing with elegant people? Yes, yeah. he's
1: playing with elegant people. So I've, i and I've played with Fred uh, uh, quite quite a bit mm-hmm. uh, in various things, including Mama Lee and things like that. So uh, he uh, he uh, we had uh, we, I have neighbor Max Vanderbeek who teaches jazz um, down in Delaware, hmm. and he comes up for the summers. So he was available on drums. So originally Fred myself. And Max Vanderbeek started shedding tunes. So a lot of it was um early acoustic returned forever, uh, Freddie Hubbard, a lot of standards, maybe some monk and stuff like this. And I made like myself, Cliff Black, Jim Nanos, there's a bunch of people who maintain bass chops as well as guitar chops. So I I you know, I think of it in a different head. I mean, I've I've always admired um uh uh it's, i think of it as musicianship and it's just a matter of you know the difference in in terms of playing bass or playing guitar is how you interpret time mm-hmm. you know for me it's always about you have to shift your 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 head to either being on or behind the beat where a guitar player is on the beat or ahead of the beat so it's like that's it's you're always your your relationship with time changes depending upon what you're playing so, you got to be in that pocket or move in the pocket or however it is, as uh, Ron Carter says, you know, it's the basis that determines the direction of what's happening, really, yeah. in, in many respects. So, it's a very important role and one that I take really <laughs> seriously, especially um, when playing with uh, a, 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 a musician on the caliber of Claes, mm-hmm. you know, who is also pushing and pulling time <laughs> all right. over the place. Right.
0: You are listening to WLIW-FM in Southampton, New York, 88.3 on your dial, and also going to be heard at liw.org slash radio. This is the Jam Session Radio Hour, and we're listening to an interview of Randy Hudson.
1: Um, so that's been really wonderful to be able to, uh, uh, you know, what an honor it is to be playing with Clace and Fred and Eric Schurgen, who's, right. who's uh, again, an, a monster um, it's when it comes player. to, yeah, when it comes to the, to this, yeah. Tenor. So from tenor the
0: generation and... from when you guys first started playing as elegant people, that's, yes. that's the, that's the composition of four people. You just, that's the composition and you've been the bass player from the outset,
1: from the outset. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And what, what do you
0: play? What, what is, what's the instrument that you play for that?
1: Well, I, I have an acoustic upright, but I, for this ensemble, I'm not playing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I play a Steinberger upright, um, It's called a CR5, which is, it's a, you know, Ned Steinberger designed it. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of people use it. It's a nice instrument. Um, It's an upright. It's an electric upright. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and then also electric bass, depending upon the the compositions. Um,
0: So you recently had a gig at uh, the uh, uh, Masonic Temple. Yes. In Sag Harbor, which is above the Whaling Museum. And that was about a month ago. So we're saying it was in December. Was it, it was early January. It was mid December, mid December. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that was kind of a test gig. Uh, Talk about the Masonic temple and playing there and what that place is like, because there's a good chance that, that elegant people and the jam session may continue to play there. Hopefully. And if it's a jam session, I mean, this would be something that you would show up for with one of your instruments,
1: right? Uh, Well, absolutely. Absolutely. I would, uh, it, it, invited sure that's, no, that's no, absolutely definitely invited uh, i mean
0: the well, jam session i mean yeah. just just to introduce people who don't know i mean but the jam session existed at bay burger for 10 years and then we had we played at other places up until the pandemic including union cantina and Southampton. but the basic business model if you can call it that is a core of three yes. including bass yes. and then other people just show up and jam and they show up and jam and it was just it became quite the thing uh, out here for a while and we miss it uh, but it's not gone it's coming back it's coming the jam session radio hour is just a splinter off of that of jam that session, jam session. as yeah. is hampton's jazz fest really which we haven't talked about but that's a whole nother uh thing which is exciting but yeah, I mean, the, this place where elegant people played in mid-December, uh, we call it the Masonic Temple, and it is, they own that building, I think, right? They do. The, the Mason, it is the, a Mason's yes, building, yes, which it happens is. to have a tenancy in the, in the bottom floor, which is the Whaling Museum. Whaling Museum, yes. Yeah.
1: yeah, which when I played down there, they used to have a giant vat. Uh, that they used to boil the whale oil in. Right. I used to stick the guitar cases in that, so that was... <laughs> oh, the guitar cases.
0: I thought you were going to say you uh, were, like, lean over and get no, some good sound no, out of Because
1: Yeah, if it's, it was hollow, I mean, if you could oh, bow it or something like that, or bong it or something yeah. like that, yeah, it'd be, it'd be pretty funny. It's a nice space. Um, and Certainly, if if the, if the jam... It's uh, upstairs. So, yeah, if if the jam session does end up getting in the residency there, uh, I'll probably leave the Fender Roads upstairs. Oh, good. <laughs> because... Good. It was, yeah. <laughs> it was a schlep getting that right. up and down the stairs, uh, and but, this
0: will be something that we will tell you about, you listeners, and sure. promote through this uh, um, mode and others. But I mean, they uh, will be able to serve beer and wine up there, and yeah. they have little snacks so you can kind of get through the evening and and have a great evening of music and a and a good sounding space, right? Good sound. The space
1: sounds great. Space sounds uh, it feels great. It it also just it's great sounding and feeling space the vibe in the space is really great um so that's that's and the art is
0: tremendous we've got uh, kind of purpley blue walls with with some really great paintings that are oh it's its
1: own scene yeah i mean as soon as you walk in some symbols
0: in the middle of these paintings and i mean you could just go up there and and enjoy the it's a sacred
1: it's a sacred sacred space and i think it's appropriate for you know for um for all music that you know if if People go there and they and they vibe with the spirit that's there. Yeah, they'll try to their best to put forth. Right. What, Roses Grove has
0: played there a lot, and you mentioned Joe Haynes. Yeah, right. He's brought a lot of bands in there. Hasn't yes, he? yes, yeah. yes, yeah. Like what are some? Well, other I played. People who I played, played there,
1: there with you know? uh, Cliff Black and Joe D'Elia. Oh, you you have? Yeah. Um, Whoa, I'm yeah, sorry, that, I missed that. Yeah, it was a, it was one of the first shows that was. played What did you guys there?
0: call yourselves? You I remember? I think
1: it was. Uh, it might have been. It might have been just Joe D'Elia and Cl- Cliff Black and friends.
0: Okay, Did because you have a it wasn't really, it wasn't a really a
1: thieves. Uh, it wasn't uh, jo- James well, well, Joe was, James Bernard. James Bernard was on yeah uh, drums. Yeah, was on drums. I was on guitar, and um, Mike Mazarocco was on bass. Right, Mike Mass. Yeah, nice. Yeah. So it was a good, it was a good show. Uh-huh. It was a fun show.
0: And you, did you self-promote that one? Uh, how did you get people to come in the door? They knew that you were going to play, but how was it
1: promoted? Uh, I think it was just Facebook okay. posts, right. that kind just of thing. Social yeah. media? Yeah. Had they did lotters. some. I think Joe did some. Because it
0: was news. It was, the room could accommodate how many people, would you say? Under 100. Uh, probably 80, 80 probably, probably 80 people. Right. Yeah. It's got a little balcony. I don't know if you're allowed to go up there. Oh, you are. Yeah. 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 But you there can. are other rooms up there that, you know, you know, can, can yeah. rest and circulate. It's nice. I mean, it's, it's a really nice, nice, it's definitely
1: a nice space. Okay. Um, and I hope, I certainly hope that they, um, you know, that they do open it up for yeah. that. That would yeah. be great. Well, that's our plan for the jam session. That's to fantastic.
0: To re- have a residency and, uh, hopefully weekly
1: well, sessions so f- there. It's so funny because it's, you know I do have a nice um it's a 1972 73 stage it's a fender roads mm-hmm. and we bought it actually at a yard sale out here for 125 bucks nice and um it it had some condition issues i brought it to chris at vintage vibe in new jersey who does okay. all, all the roads and okay. stuff like that and i said well is it worth restoring he right. said it's the best year
0: ah 72
1: 73 he's 70 Good years. yeah um yeah so i had it restored and it's really funny because fred you know a lot of keyboard players don't haul around roads anymore because they're heavy uh-huh. um and of course fred's playing
0: got over 100 pounds
1: they're heavy they're <laughs> and fred's playing it and, and um we actually brought it into the city to have it voiced. So there, uh, I had a guy actually come in, and we we really spent some time learning the roads, and you know, because you take the top off it, and there's a lot of mechanical adjustments you can do yourself.
0: Is he playing it for elegant people?
1: He's played it. That's no. that's that's, that's yeah, the And that's sound. what we had at the. Uh, that's what you had, yes, at the Masonic Temple. So. Besides that Rhodes, I also have the, you know, the original Mutron biphase. That's part of the Zawinol sound. I've, had, I've got an r- original ring modulator that, that kind of Joe and Chick and Jan Hammer, these guys used to play. So mm-hmm. we, we've got a lot of that processing in there to try to get back to that original feel because right. it's different when you play Rhodes on an emulator. Like if you have a Nord or something, you get very close to the sounds. But you play differently because the action is different on the roads. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we rehearsed at LTV before we played at the Masonic Hall. The elegant and Fred's rehearsing. going like this. And all of a sudden, like at the end of the re- rehearsal, he's going like, there's no E above middle C. Uh-huh. It's like he broke a tine. Uh-huh. He's like, oh, no. It's like 10 minutes I had it fixed. Oh. Retuned, done, Good. done. Way to go. So it's like just knowing the mechanics. And he's like... Oh,
0: <laughs> Tell you know, us about that you mentioned yeah, so the Room like, at LTV and practicing in there and the, and and so the executive director now is uh, is Michael Clark. Michael Clark. And that's been the case for, you know, through the pandemic and Michael same the same Michael Clark who had Crossroads Music. Yes. Whose sons are musicians, right? Yes, Stephen, Chris, yep. Jackson, yeah. Right. And then people also know him from Cavaniola's cheese probably out in uh, in Amagansett for a while. He was like that, yeah, that was between things it, it was right? between, it was definitely between things I wouldn't
1: cheese does not cross over to to the musical aspects of this <laughs> so let's that. just say I can I can, say, I can I don't can connect, I don't, connect with I, dance I, I don't want to I don't <laughs> yes I, I I don't want to <laughs> no but now he's at LTV
0: so talk about that room at LTV and one of the things I another reason this is this is uh, East Hampton LTV, for those of you who don't know, which is our local public access TV station. Yes. Where you can have your own show as long as you go through their training and get uh, designated as a producer, and that's what they exist to do. It's it's a you know, it's for the the public, and uh, there's some great shows on there. And they have had something called East End Underground now for a few years. Yes. Which is which you can get the a lot of shows on their YouTube channel or go straight to LTV EH LTV I think. Um, and have an interesting room that they've taken over since the old days because for a while that room was rented to somebody else, I think. yes, it's a very high ceiling room. Tell us what you know about Oh, it's this a great situation it's a, Well, it's a
1: great space, got a great potential for lighting grid. um you know, I think part of it is uh, again, uh, flexibility is just a matter of what technology you have in the room, you know, sound. Uh, reinforcement, recording capabilities, things like that. That those are the things that are always going to be something that has to be looked at. The room itself is great. The management's great. Management's great. Yeah, yeah mean, I mean, I I, I was on two of this. those. Uh, I I performed with Michael Weisskoff. We did a duo for um for for the East East End Underground that we did Black and Sparrow, uh, Cliff Black and John Sparrow. Right. So.
0: Okay, so there are two programs on the East End Underground where you can access and see uh, Randy play and hear him play. One would be with the Complete Unknowns. uh, And then Black and and Sparrow. And Black and Sparrow. Now,
1: Black and Sparrow is an interesting ensemble because Cliff uh, Cliff Black and John Sparrow Mm -hmm. have been a duo, acoustic duo, for 35 years, Mm -hmm. I think. And they added... James Bernard, and originally it was Mike M- Maz, Mike Mazuraco on bass, and myself on guitars, but the guitars I play with them are very unusual.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Baritones, mm-hmm. and uh which are the deep talking, they're they're tuned a fourth or a fifth lower than mm-hmm. a regular guitar. So it's kinda like the Tennessee Williams of electric guitars. <laughs> so mm-hmm. you hear this kind of deep talking. Um,
0: Why does that fit with Black and Sparrow with what they do? It's
1: got an Americana feel to it. You know, it's a little, it's 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 got a very interesting uh, sound within mm-hmm. that soundscape. And I also played electric twelve string with them, so you get a little more of that jangly Sweet. upper tone.
0: Yeah, um, I love Black and Sparrow. They're just wonderful. It's a it's an interesting a lot of their own material. Yep, they've been. Kind of, they've they played almost every Sag Harbor American Music Festival yep. that we've had because they write they're right in that pocket. Yeah, you know, just just great. And that's a uh, you know
1: I bring six six guitars to that show. You know, wow. it's like yeah. you know various tunings, various types, baritones and baritone twelve strings which sound more like pianos. So yeah. so that, again, it's all about sound color. That's what I right. I kind of that's my whole thing is just color.
0: Jam Session Radio Hour is supported by Byard Fenwick as a sponsor and underwriter. As part of the Terry Cohen team located at the East Hampton office of Saunders Real Estate, Byard is well-versed in the residential real estate market from Bridgehampton to East Hampton to Amagansett to Montauk. Byard believes there are three parts to the value of a property, land value, improvements made to the property, and an emotional component. You can reach Byard Fenwick at the East Hampton office of Saunders Real Estate at 631-324-7575. That's 631-324-7575. The Jam Session Radio Hour is also supported by Oza Sabbath Architects of Bridgehampton, New York. Oza Sabbath Architects both designs and builds homes, believing that a well-designed home suffuses our lives with the essential elements of balancing and recharging. Oza Sabbath Architects can be reached at ozasabbath.com, that's O-Z-A-S-A-B-B-E-T-H.com, and at 631-808-3036. That's 631-808-3036. This is listener-supported WLIW-FM, Southampton, Long Island's only NPR station. Over the air at 88.3, serving Eastern Long Island and Southern Connecticut, 96.9 in Western Suffolk, and streaming at WLIW.org radio and on your favorite streaming platforms. This is the Jam Session Radio Hour. I'm your host, John Landis. And this evening we're listening to an interview and music of Randy Hudson. Talk sound. more about sound, sound color. We don't have too much more time, but we want to hear more about Because you uh, use that phrase. And,
1: Klangfarben. I'm as, as, um, as, as, surprised as, there's not as, a band Helmholtz, called, Helmholtz, called Klangfarben.
0: Klangfarben. We're calling the, the German form of sound color?
1: <laughs> well, that, would be, well that's, that's, that was the term that...
0: Klangfarben.
1: That, uh, Helmholtz. Uh-huh. Hermann Hel- Helmholtz had come <laughs> uh, up with. Uh, that's so for, great. Klangfarben was the term he uh-huh. called the sound hate. color. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was in a band. We had one gig it was with my friend Ralph Carney, who's mm-hmm. who passed unfortunately in um, in late uh, 2018 in Portland. He he was one of the. Uh, one of the original band members I had in New York when we when we first got to New York uh, Ralph has a, had a storied career he played with Tom Waits and Elvis Costello and the B52s and you know incredible incredible sax multi multi instrumentalist um, so um, but we had, yeah, he and his wife and myself, we, we were called Clang Farben and mm-hmm. we had, we had one gig at Danceteria in New York mm-hmm. and we had, still have the poster. I love uh, those you, bands. You that called like, Klangfarben. yeah, Yeah. Clang Farben. Mm-hmm. That was the but name. Nobody
0: calls themselves Sound Color. No. <laughs> which, uh, um, so. which, but I, 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 you know, just maybe as a way to go out uh, and it, you obviously are a, uh, a real student of what you do and of music in general and of, of how to produce it and how to make it. But you have used this term, and it sounds to me like it captures, to some degree, uh, if anything could, what your kind of philosophy of music. So expound on sound color a little bit more. Uh, try well, not to use the word clangorment. I, <laughs> I will use. I would use
1: I won't use clangorment. Uh, it, it was. It was interesting. Um, it. It actually is. The loss of sonic color, sound diversity in music is one of the things that has been lost uh, over the last um, 40, 50 years. When you take a look at it, I mean, you know, you had the Beatles using pocket trumpets and uh, all bassoons and, you know, oboes and things. You don't find that anymore. Mm -hmm. You don't really find the kind of diversity in sound that- more homogeneous. It is. It's gotten more- put into a filter you know this is what the uh people will expect so this you is can say all
0: you want but it doesn't necessarily uh make it more a diverse or colorful sound yeah
1: i mean it's it's to, to hear that kind of if you i it, it's so interesting because it's like we, we're in such a bubble in the united states if you you know most people are not at least the internet helps but you have to actively explore if you want to hear different sounds you have to really, you know, go and 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 hear different color from different um, parts of the world in order to hear uh, um, different sound colors. Mm-hmm. I mean, percussion you hear a lot more in, but you don't hear, you know, how often is to- talking drum used in in pop? You're not gonna, you know, you mm-hmm. hear, you know, bass drums, kick drums, snare drums, mm-hmm. cymbals, and things like mm-hmm. this. You're not hearing, um, uh, you know. Uh do you know the way to San Jose? Mm-hmm. Triangle.
2: Mm-hmm. You
1: know how often do you mm-hmm. hear a Triangle? Yeah. You know? Um uh you know, there are lists of tunes that feature cowbell, you know, for for example, right. you know. Um so it's really to me, uh always trying to do something at a different sound, different color, something that catches the ear as being different is You know, if you can do that, that's very helpful.
2: you mm
0: This is listener-supported WLIW-FM, Southampton, Long Island's only NPR station. Over the air at 88.3, serving eastern Long Island and southern Connecticut, 96.9 in western Suffolk, and streaming at WLIW.org slash radio, and on your favorite streaming platforms. This is the Jam Session Radio Hour. I'm your host, John Landis, and this evening we're listening to an interview and music of Randy Hudson. One of the things I, uh, when I heard you guys Elegant People play a month ago, and uh, I think it's the first time I've heard you play live, and Eric Shugren is the uh, tenor player. Tenor and soprano. Tenor and soprano. So the, the kind of, for lack of a better word, the kind of the voicing that was coming through uh, was coming a lot through him. And then I was, I, you know, this may, may be my predilection, but I always love to hear vocals. Our vocals, when you're talking about sound color, vocals by definition bring in sound color because of the human voice or of course they yeah. do i
1: mean you know you take a look i mean we played i mean it's interesting weather report was we we predominant part of the set was weather report material and there's a lot of voices used in weather report joe would sing
2: mm-hmm.
1: um uh a lot of a lot of the background percussions would sing manolo would sing um um Aerto, uh, you, you know, uh, uh, in terms of uh, Jocko even sang, yeah. um, you, you know, uh, Birdland. You hear him singing at the end of Birdland. Du, du, bum, 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 bum. You know, you hear that vocal being done at the top. Beautiful to yeah. hear that kind of thing yeah. going on. Right. Yeah. Uh, it just, you know, it certainly just it takes work, and, and it takes also being having a microphone set up if you're gonna right. <laughs> if you're gonna do right, some right, of right. that stuff. So sure. Yeah.
0: Well that's one of the nice things about the jam session you never knew if a, if you know Mama Lee was going to show up at Bay Burger on a Thursday night and uh, and you know uh there was more than one occasion when Mama Lee would walk in the door and we'd have a lot of people on a Thursday night in the summertime getting burgers and enjoying the band. And Mama Lee would just, everyone would go, she's here. And then she would just like go straight to the microphone. <laughs> well. <laughs> Not have a chance to have a burger yet. You know? Well, she's, she's got
1: that thing. you yeah, know, And yeah. it's, yeah, I mean. It's you a know, combination
0: of it, different things. It completely. is. Yeah. Just a whole mindset. And, it is. And emo- yeah. An emotional. Yeah. No, Lee's, Lee's really something else. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, some great occasions. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, you know, we're talking about Mama Lee, uh, Lee Lawler, and her husband, yes. Jimmy Lawler. And they're uh, they're certainly a great part of the musical environment and family out here, as as you, Randy Hudson, have become. And, you know, we've thrown out a lot of names from the old days and from uh, the current days. But current days, names like Cliff Black and... Joe Dalia, we haven't talked about uh, Bosco, but I'm sure you've played with. Uh, I've Bosco played with Bosco, too, sure. And with sure. Nancy yeah. Atlas and Gene Casey, yeah. And, and uh, you know, you don't have to go far out here to enjoy uh, the music. And now we have places like LTV, which is producing East End Underground and has you know years worth of material now yeah. already that's accessible to us of local bands. So we're really, really lucky to have you as a part of that uh, community. And as you say, you have a studio in Dumbo as well, right? And yeah. you work with Cynthia Daniels out, out here, here. And mix right. sometimes, too. And, so. and mix sometimes as well. So um, just uh, the arc of your career has re- ha- is really interesting. What remains uh, for you to, to be doing at your... Well, there's, there's
1: all kinds of projects. I mean, the, the, it's interesting. From the city side, the band I'm most associated with is Bongwater. Bongwater. So that featured Ann Magnuson, mm-hmm. the the, vocal, the the actress and performance and, artist. And, and performance artist. Um and we were fortunate enough to um tour Europe in ninety one. We did Peel sessions, John Peel, uh famous radio um uh, impresario. And you know, that was an honor to really be part of um that and uh um was interviewed about the sessions actually uh, by some of the biographers of the Peel Sessions themselves, because you know he started that very early, and to have people like the Beatles and the Stones and people documented very early on live in the studio was was quite an amazing thing, and uh, to be at BBC Studios, made a veil, vale, you know, right after the Stones had just done a, a, a Peel session the, the the week before us um, was a very big honor. Um, and we toured all through Europe. We did a full month through Europe, came back toward the States and, uh, around what time was this? 91. Indian. Okay. 91. And then got, I did that. Bongwater was really the front pe- uh, was Ann and Mark Kramer, my mm-hmm. old high school keyboard player. Yep. And he had a label called shimmy disc. And after Bongwater broke up in 91, um, uh, Mark went on to do two records, the guilt trip and the secret of comedy. And, um, there was also another band that involved Pen- Penn and Teller called Captain Howdy. So we did a re- we did that record. Um, then Anne got signed to Geffen, and we did a record called The Love Show. And uh, Anne and Kramer have never reconciled in terms of their differences. Mm-hmm. But back in 2018, we were asked to re- re- reconfigure the Bongwater catalog for a show. In Portland at the Portland Institute of Contemporary Arts, she had just done a retrospective. Portland co- Institute of Contemporary Art, okay. PICA, as it's referred to. We had just done a MoMA show in New York. Um, Bongwater had. Bong, well, what or was left of what was left? The reconfigured Bongwater. So uh, <clears throat> there's nothing better than
0: reconfigure Bongwater. <laughs> reconfigured Bongwater.
1: <laughs> uh, but Anne was inducted into the West Virginia Music Hall of Fame uh, back two years ago and that was wonderful to be on that stage wow. along with patty smith whose husband fred sonic smith was also from west virginia mm. he was inducted at the same time wonderful. um and uh musicians like charlie mccoy and russ hicks charlie mccoy it, like it goes without you know mm-hmm. he has charlie's got 40 solo albums himself mm-hmm. but you know how many sessions did he do i mean yeah. you know he's he he's uh uh, he's on five dylan records you know when you listen to john wesley harding that is kenny buttry and wow. charlie mccoy on bass i mean that's just dylan on either piano or guitar and and them and it's like wow so and it couldn't have been a more wonderful experience to be, to that, be was that. Yeah, and and that was 2018
0: yeah and so in those in the three years since and that's getting us close to the pandemic so is re- uh, the reconfigured form of a Bongwater still something that you play with that's gonna ha-
1: we're we're thinking about doing yet another record oh great um yeah there's a bunch of stuff that's going on i mean there's a ton of there's an unending list yeah. of projects that yeah. are in the in the cooker that's right now that's in the cooker so and it's good it's you know and and some of that may be brought out to here maybe yeah. on you know on a taste by taste basis good, good, so good. they find you know um, well,
0: we you know, the, the opportunities, we want to thank you so much, Randy. The opportunities for live music out here are enriched so much by you uh, and, uh, and your colleagues. And the fact that we have uh, uh, you playing now with Elegant People uh, on a regular basis out here, going to be a, certainly an invitee and participant in the jam session when it comes back, hopefully at a, as a residency at the... Uh, uh, the Masonic Temple on a regular basis, and uh, and the Hamptons Jazz Fest, and the Sag Harbor American Music Festival. And Just sure. wonderful opportunities for continued live music, along with uh, Stephen Talkhouse and what the Southampton Art Center puts on, and uh, the Parish, Jazz in the Summertime Parish uh, Art Museum. Um, obviously, the Stephen Talkhouse, again, uh, Bay Street Theater. We have a wealth of opportunities out here to, to be um, enriched, by people like yourself, so Randy Hudson, thanks so much for being with us um, on the Jam Session Radio Hour.
1: Well, John, it's an honor, and uh, it kudos to you and and everything. I mean, I I, I believe what you've done out here in supporting um, uh, the arts in general, but specifically jazz, is so important to our culture because it's it's not something that's the most popular music form, but it, it is one of the most enriched music native music forms that we have here. And it's just wonderful to see it supported actively. And we hope to rev that up. Yeah. See what we can do about you know getting more support and 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 uh, more exposure Absolutely. for that for that music and, and try to get get the popularity yeah. <laughs> back up yeah, to where yeah. it should be. So
0: <clears throat> thank you, Randy. Thank you, John. So glad that you could join us. Randy has had an extraordinary career, very interesting and ingratiating guy has a lot of music and uh, music business ahead of him. We're working on various projects together. We're so glad that he could be with us. Uh, Randy is a person who has, uh, who has uh, worked with all, all different kinds of people early in his career. Um, uh, John Zorn and uh, Kramer and uh, Ann Magnuson and um, the Psychedelic Furs and uh, Bongwater, uh, which took him all over Europe and all over the world, playing with Bongwater. Uh, really interesting people that he's played with and more more recently with Martha Mook and that has a long-time long-standing relationship they co-founded the Electric Bow Orchestra and again uh, lots of bands in the east end so between New York City and out here he is a very busy guy including a lot of the work he does on the technical side so we were very lucky to have him and we appreciate his having been with us and we thank him tremendously for doing so we thank Rafael Alvarez for all his good work as our, uh, as our sound engineer, we thank Claes Brandahl for his work as our music director, to uh, Joel Chris and Lou Sherwood for their participation in the jam session. Again, stay tuned for the jam sessions, which are going to be coming back at their new home, which will be the Masonic Temple in the uh, Above the Whaling Museum in Sag Harbor. And I'll give you more information of, on that as it unfolds. Um, also stay tuned for a couple things coming up February 25th, um, at the parish, uh, parish art museum. Uh, the, ha- the winter series, the Hampton jazz fest will take place and also on March 18th. And we'll tell you more about those as well. Thanks to WLIW for having us. Thank to all. Thanks to all of you for listening to us. Stay tuned with us whenever you can and with WLIW and for the jam session, for all of our participants, we wish you a good health and good night.